Welcome to the Color Commentary Podcast, the podcast for women of color in media. My name is Avery Harper, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Brianna Harper. We aren't related, but we could be. (laughs) We could be. We could be. We've told people we were related in the past. Brianna and I went to college together, and uh, then we worked at the same station together after that, So, which is not, uh, you know... A very, very likely thing, yeah. That, yeah, that you would work with your friends. Uh, so we got lucky. I did share. We got lucky. I did. I did enjoy that time, even though we were in the most random of places. But having each other made it a little bit better. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's true. Um, so uh, I wanted to start this podcast because uh, I think that support is key, especially for women of color in media. Uh, to know that you are not the only one experiencing certain kinds of things and certain kinds of conflicts in the workplace. Also getting tips, um, you know, on how to do your job better, I think is very important. I think that there is um, a great strength in having a community that will help you with those things. So that's why I wanted to start uh, the color commentary broadcast. There's so many nights where I w- would call Brianna. We just talk about, you know, our jobs and, and, and what's irking us about our jobs. And you and know. I think being in this business is unique enough, but being in this business as a minority makes it, you know, double double time unique. So to have that conversation or that vent session with someone who understands and knows where you're coming from is definitely worthwhile. Yes, it is. And uh, I'm just going to share a little bit about me, and then Brianna, you can go and talk about you. Uh, I, my name is Avery Harper. I am a New York native. I uh, was born in Brooklyn and raised on Long Island. Uh, then I went to the University of North Carolina, where I got my bachelor's degree in uh, broadcast journalism. After that, I went on to uh, go to Columbia University's Graduate School of Journalism to get my master's in journalism. After that, I moved to Eastern North Carolina where I was reporting. Uh, there I also taught at Eastern Carolina. Eastern Carolina? <laughs> I taught at East Carolina. East Carolina University is where I taught. I'm forgetting the name of the college where I, I taught. Um, and I, I taught freshmen and sophomores how to write for print broadcast and PR. That was a very rewarding experience, but uh, I think because of that, it's made me uh, very interested in the business of media. Um, I'm also a member of the National Association of Black Journalists, and I have been since I was a freshman in college, and so they've always placed a high value on having a community uh, of like-minded professionals uh, for you to bounce ideas off of. So that's another reason why I, I thought doing this podcast would be interesting and rewarding and, and good for everybody. All right, perfect. So I am Brianna Harper. Um, I was born and raised in Asheville, North Carolina, which are the mountains of Western North Carolina. Um, as Avery did. We both went to school at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Same last name, lived in the same college dorm, and eventually had the same major as broadcast journalist. Um, Moving on from there, I had my first job um, out of school in Gainesville, Florida. Um, My first time really out of the state and 
just diving headfirst into this career as a reporter. I was there for about a year, um, got my feet wet, was really able to see how things work in a real broadcast journalism setting outside of um, kind of the school curriculum that I was so used to for so long. Um, After Florida, that's where me and Avery kind of reunited um, in Eastern North Carolina. Um, Stayed there again for about a year, and now I have made my way to Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, Really enjoying it. Um, I finally kind of feel like I have my place here, and um, so far, so good. Cool, yeah. Bree is in Cincinnati, and I am living in San Francisco in the Bay Area, where I'm reporting now. Um, But to move on, let's, let's talk about what this episode of Color Commentary is about. Um, we, we were thinking about ideas and, and things that women go through when they're working in media, especially women of color, and um, we started talking about uh, harassment via social media and emails and even calls to the newsroom. I think that viewers have an unprecedented amount of access to uh, people who work in media, unlike they ever have before. Um, We all have Twitter pages, we all have Facebook pages, Uh, a lot of us have Snapchats where we're doing, you know, uh, different kinds of uh, visual, mobile uh, kinds of storytelling. So there's lots of access that people have to us, and especially for those of us who work on television because our our faces are on TV, our voices are on TV, and uh, it's a personal media, so people think that they they kind of know us. Um, but I think for women, it's an added level of stress to our day jobs, and um, I think it's kind of fair to say that men don't necessarily experience it to the same extent that we that we do. Would you say that that's right? Yeah, that's fair enough. I think sometimes there's not that disconnect. When they see us, you know, in their living rooms day in, day night, you know, day in, day out, they think, like you said, they think they do know us. They think that you're their best friend or you're like their mom or like their sister, you know, and it's, it may not be that case for you because you don't really know them. You, you're, you know, you're talking to a camera, you're not talking to individual people. So, um, and then along with that comes the commentary on any and everything that you say and do on a daily basis. Yeah, I I think that there is this tendency to pick apart a woman's body shape, uh, pick apart what she's wearing, the kind of jewelry she has on, the the color of the lipstick that she's wearing, anything and everything. I've heard it all. I've seen it all. Um, Which I think is so interesting because in the infancy of all of our careers, women are always told that they uh, should not do anything that would be distracting to the viewer. Uh, And that goes for the clothes that you're wearing, the jewelry, the makeup, everything. Um, But even in the quest to do just that, there are people who will, yeah, there will be people who will call you out for something that has absolutely nothing to do with the caliber of your work, but rather some sort of surface level nonsense, um, which can be distressing, especially for, um, you know, somebody who is focused on uh, the caliber of their work. I think sometimes Um, people forget that we're journalists, we're not you know, TV entertainers necessarily. So yeah, that's, that's the biggest point. Yeah. I mean, and some people will say, oh, well, this is a visual medium and you pick this profession with the, the good, the bad and the ugly that comes with it. Uh, yes you know, and at no. the same, <laughs> yeah. At the same time, I think that it's important to note that we're all people. Um, 
the men who work in media, the women who work in media, all people. And, um, you know, although we've been taught to have a thick skin, I think I have a thicker skin than, than a lot of people. Um, but sometimes, sometimes those comments can, can hurt. It really can affect the quality of somebody's work. Um, and they're not, it's not, it's not something that, uh, it's fun to have to go on your computer and look at, you know, nasty emails from viewers or, uh, you know, or nasty tweets or, um, things like that. I was saying, I think it would be interesting to just to, well, well, first of all, let me know, let me note that women of color are not the only people who experience this kind of harassment via social media, um, you know, I think that that struggle for women is universal. But I do think women of color experience a special kind of harassment that it's all its own because a lot of times uh, these viewers will pull in stereotypes about our cultures, about sexuality. Uh, sometimes there are racial slurs that are used, and that adds another layer of um, just nastiness to the comments that we receive. Um, so today, I, you know, I wanted to explore some of the comments we've received, some of the comments that we've seen others uh, get, and um, you know, what's the answer? I think this is something that we all we all know is kind of par for the course that we all are going to get some of these comments at some point in our career, especially with the, um, like I said, the unprecedented access that viewers have to our viewers, listeners, um, people who just follow us on our social media platforms have to us, um, but how do we get the focus away from the color of my dress um, to what's really important, which is the stories that we're telling, the information that we're giving? Um, so, Brie, what, what has been the most uh, interesting thing that someone has said to you via social media? Um, or uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be mean, but what has somebody said to you that's like, oh, well, of course, like you said, we all have um, Facebook pages, you know, Facebook fan pages that are separate from our personal, you know, pages that are our friends and our family and things like that. Um, so I was doing a story. Um, it's kind of like a fluff story, but it was hot. You know, it had been hot for weeks and weeks and weeks, like 90 degrees and you know, during that time, I mean, business is great for businesses that are catering to people trying to cool down. So we did a story about an ice cream shop, their business, and how it was affecting them. So the genius that I am, I wanted to do a creative stand-up. So I got my photographer to um, shoot a stand-up with me eating ice cream. And as a note, it was a um, cup of ice cream. It was not an actual ice cream cone that I was like, you know, licking. I was eating. Licking the ice cream cone. Yeah, I was cone. not eating licking the ice cream cone but so I did a stand up I ate the ice cream with a spoon you know um the story aired and I got at least two different messages um from people on my fan page or my Facebook fan page just saying really inappropriate things about me eating that ice cream and it was just I thought unnecessary that was not the point of the story that is not why I did that stand up and I I guess maybe it was naive of me to think that it would be okay for me to eat anything on camera and yeah people would be mature enough to just say oh take it for what she is what it is but that was eating ice cream that wasn't the case at all so lesson learned probably don't eat on camera because people are going to take it some way even if you don't you know want it to be perceived that way <laughs> yeah I mean I've had to eat on camera uh, I mean but the notion that you have to care about you know what you're eating on camera and make sure it doesn't look phallic in any sort yeah, of way it's like 
absolutely like ridiculous that you can't <laughs> just do your job. I mean, one of the things that people harp on all of us is, is you know, be interactive and show yeah. yourself doing things. And um, the fact that you can't do that without the fear of getting some sort of uh, sexual harassing you know, messages is absolutely ridiculous. Right. Um, well, I- I've gotten I've gotten quite a few. Uh, message. I've gotten I've gotten things from people who've seen me in public and they walk up to me in the street. And I, you know, I, I will say that I don't I haven't gotten anything that has been um, questionable in person from anybody now that I've moved to the Bay Area. This is all back when I was living in the South that I I got a lot of like interesting kinds of uh, you know compliments or things people thought were compliments. I I remember this one woman came up to me and she said, oh my gosh, are you Avery? You are so much skinnier in person. And oh my gosh, your hair looks so much better in person. I thought you were wearing a big old wig on your head. And, and, and I mean, what do you say? Yeah, how do you perceive that? How do you even respond to that? No, it is not a compliment. You're saying that I look big and terrible on TV. <laughs> um... But I know, I, I know, I, I, you know, I get it. It's not, it's not something that comes from a, a, a bad place. That, that is the more benign of things that I've, I've experienced. I've gotten, you know, date invitations. I've had men drive to my live shots. They've seen where I am on TV. They drive to my live shots and they'll ask me on dates. And then they'll follow, people follow up with like Facebook messages. I had this one man who, um, you know, he made sure to, to say that he was a Capricorn. Um, and, you know, tell me that he had a job and that he doesn't have any children, that he's never been married. He has no baggage. Um, he wanted me to make sure that I knew that so that I thought that he was a, uh, you know, viable candidate um, to, to date. Uh, you know, I, date invitation. I, you get those all the time. Um, but, uh, you know, I've had people disregard my, you know, my reports, what I'm saying to talk about, you know, the color that I'm wearing or, you know, whether they like the color of my lipstick or whether they thought my shirt was flattering or or not. Um, I've had people straight up tweet and say that I was awful at my job. Which now, in all really these hurtful. situations, yeah, like, how do you, what is the appropriate way to respond? You know, that's, I feel like that that's the biggest the biggest question or the biggest dilemma really because you don't want to come off as an angry black girl if you respond back with an attitude you don't want to come off as you know you know if someone gives you a compliment to be a you know sedity and not respond like there's you know you want to have yeah. that happy balance um here here i've i've either not responded to people or i've just responded nicely now, one thing I do want to bring up with the response that I saw from um, a reporter in um, Norfolk, Virginia, a, a viewer had commented on the jewelry that she was wearing, saying that it was, you know, very ugly and very distracting. And she has, um, you know, w- what they would call costume jewelry. Um, okay. You know, the different colors, the big, bold um, kind of stone-looking yeah. Yeah. things. So they normally go, you know, I would imagine that she was probably wearing just a plain dress and that was like her statement piece. You know, people on air do it all the time and apparently this viewer has said that all the anchors do it, but this particular woman does it the worst. Um, so, of course, she responded... <laughs> how, do you, how do you measure that? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you? you? 
Um, and so she responded very tastefully, I would say, because she mentioned all the news that they had covered that day. Some of the top news stories. There was a, a million-dollar lawsuit. There was a Navy SEAL who lost his life. Um, the mayor of that city had given the city address. There were big news happening, and all this viewer cared about was the necklace that she was wearing. And she, you know, simply responded, perhaps you were correct. You were distracted by my jewelry because you didn't hear a thing that I said of the news that was happening that day. I hope you have a blessed day. And she says she's celebrating 38 years in broadcasting. Hashtag been around too long to be bullied. So I just thought that was, I mean, it, it was classy. It was a classy response. And I don't know. I think yeah. that's the way it should I, be. I, you know, I tend to, like, if I get to a disturbing message, like I got, I got a message once and um, the person who tweeted at me included my station's handle twitter handle and it said something like pull over and have sex with me i was so embarrassed i was so embarrassed because of the vulgarity of the tweet right i was embarrassed that um they included my station's handle so the digital team definitely saw that tweet yeah. and i felt this kind of shame that i had received a message like this but then I, you know i had to think about it. i had to say you know what i shouldn't be ashamed of this the person who sent that should be ashamed that they would say something like that to somebody. Right. But in in, in, in in situations like that, I don't think it does anybody any good to respond to those messages. That because is I true. think those messages are sent to get a rise out of people right. or to get people upset. So after that, those sorts of things, I just block. Now, I'm never going to block somebody who just disagrees with me or disagrees with a story that I did or how I covered a story because I think that's meaningful feedback. But for something as vulgar and something that's profane and something that's nasty and, 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 and has no value that you, no that's point. an automatic you are automatically sent to the black box um, <laughs> because that is not that's not valuable for anybody um, but what I do think is also really terrible and I think a lot of people who are writers especially people who write for the web um, they have learned to do is ignore the comments uh, in for stories um, so uh, my station, they have comments. It's not necessarily, it's not, I don't know. I don't see as many comments as I, I've seen on other pages. A lot of times it's people who are writing for print organizations. Right. Um, or if you look at it, like a trade blog, a blog about TV or a blog about uh, journalism and stuff, people will offer their opinions. So there's a, there's a blog in the Bay Area about Bay Area television, radio, um, you know, Bay Area broadcasting. And uh, some of the comments on this blog are so deplorable and so nasty. And, I, I, and I'm, I'm going to read a couple of the, uh, the comments that were written. And these were written about women of color who work in this market. Uh, the Bay Area, I think, is a especially diverse market. There you will find um, black women, Asian women, Latina women on camera here. And I think that that is a beautiful thing. Um, I think that, that there's value in that. Um, but it's really disheartening when you look at look at uh, messages like these. And I'm reading these. Um, you know, be warned that some of them are, you, you use vulgar language. Um, but I'm reading them because I want people to know that these are the kinds of things that are being said about people who work on TV. Uh, and I think it's important. It's, a, it's you know, we should talk about it. So, um one of the messages, this is the first one, this is, um, this is about a black woman who works on TV in uh, the Bay Area. It says, she is too dark to look mixed. I like my black women light-skinned like caramel butter. 
and not so made up. Go easy on the makeup. You look like plastic. Uh, <laughs> which is so nasty. Which is so nasty. And then there's another one. This was about a Latina woman. Um, and they had a picture, a headshot of her. And it was like a fun headshot. Um, you know, she must have been on a city street someplace. And there was, you can tell that there's traffic and there's green stuff behind her. Like there's trees or something. Um, and she has her hand in her hair, I think. And somebody commented under it and said, that picture looks like an ad for an escort service. Now the woman was completely covered up. They had no cleavage of this, you know, she's wearing, I think she's wearing, she might be wearing a, she even had sleeves on her dress. She was wearing like a short sleeve <laughs> shirt or something like that. Um, it's just so, so nasty. And this is, this is the um, most deplorable, I think, of all of them because it, uh, it, it is drawing on stereotypes of um, Asian women. And this is about an Asian woman who works in San Francisco. It says, Mrs. it just calls her Mrs. Chinatown Sushi, which first of all, does not make sense because sushi is Japanese. Um, <laughs> but, but, but these are the things that people are saying about these women who work on TV. Now there's, there's many men who work on TV in the Bay Area. Um, but you never see the attacks of, of people's looks, um, the attacks of, 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 you will never see the attack of a man's sexuality on this block, you know, saying that he looks like a, a stripper. You'll just never see that sort of thing. Um, you know, I, there, have been, there have been lots of references to women's cleavage in the comments on this blog. Um, and these are things that are out there, and, and the Bay Area is not is not unique in that respect. There's um, there's lots of markets who have um, you know trade blogs of this this kind, um, and people comment and they let loose because they're hiding behind anonymity online. That's what I was going to say. That's the biggest thing. A lot of these comments, they're bold. They will get people talking, but I feel like no one will ever be bold enough to actually say that to someone in person. So this kind exactly. of behind the screen talk trash yes. is, is kind of like a safeguard for I think a lot of people it's it's rude it's raw and it's just it's 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 gross it's gross to, to think that people are you know um, speaking like this about anybody it is acknowledged and it is well known that these are the kinds of things that people will say about about women who work on TV but how do we get the focus to be back on the um on the quality of whoever's you know doing a story i've seen in the past um stations have put out statements where they have you know said that they were going to support the uh woman who's working on air who you know got some terrible message um i've seen it you know in other instances where women have responded and they've ended up fired um i've also seen uh you know people come back and they've gotten their own they've done on-air segments about the nasty response the nasty messages that they've got what is what do you think is the most appropriate course of action when you get something like this i think the best way is to don't if it is something extremely nasty and extremely you know vile don't respond back in that same like intenseness because it's not gonna I don't think farewell yeah exactly so I think in some cases to address it and address it simply just to know that okay 
I understand you made the statement. This is how I feel. Be done. Um, and it may be good to run it by your station because they can probably, you know, give you some more insight since they're kind of like a third party. They may be able to see things a little bit more clearly because you're probably, I know whenever I get a comment, I'm like on another, you know, especially in that moment, kind of 10 notches above Upset. what I probably should. Yeah. So to have a third party come in by, okay, this is what you should say. This is what you should do. Maybe something worth considering. Definitely. But never do something worth risking your job simply for some something that someone else said. That's or never. Some, yeah, yeah. For some stupid Twitter troll. Right. Yeah. Who's, That's never worthwhile. Yeah. I, I, you know, for the most part, I ignore messages like that. I don't respond to them. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, I feel like you can get penalized for not responding. Um, because I, I know on Facebook, on Facebook, on your like on a professional like page, where yeah. people like your like your page, um, there's an icon that says so and so replies in a certain amount of time, yeah, yeah, a certain percentage of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't respond to messages that I think are are inappropriate. I don't right. respond to messages that I think are threatening. I don't respond to those messages. But then it like tick and notches it knocks down my oh, you know responsiveness. That. Or knocks down my responsiveness rate, but I mean, I, I, look, I'm just not going. To, I'm not going to respond yeah. to those sorts of you, things. I think you so, know your best judgment, and that, that's for anyone. Know your best judgment and and go with it. <laughs> yeah, because that's probably yeah, your best that, bet. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't foresee a time where uh, you know people will hold their tongue and think twice about what they say to women who work on TV or you know people, women who who write. Um, I think that this is something that's kind of here to stay and kind of something that we're going to just have to deal with. I think that tuning it out is a wonderful option um, because a lot of it is just, it's just noise. It's noise that distracts you from doing your job um, and you shouldn't, shouldn't give it the power right. uh, to, to do that to you or to the quality of your work. So uh, I think this was a good talk. Good talk on on harassment. If you guys have ever received any uh, harassing comments, if you guys have received nasty viewer emails, I, I would love for you to share it on our Instagram page. How did you deal with it? And uh, you know, what would you suggest to somebody who's facing the same sort of thing? Right. Everyone has a different situation. It's always unique to hear, um, you know, different responses and different ways to handle it great well that was our first our first episode yay we did it (laughs) color commentary thank you so much for listening we hope that you uh, will listen in on our future episodes this is a a, a journey for Brianna and for me Uh, I think that this is will be a resource for you know women who are aspiring to work in media women who are already working in media I think that this will offer you know anybody at all levels of your career and your path uh, to get a little information and, and learn a little something so I hope that this helped and we'll be back with more episodes for you to listen to To become a member of our Color Commentary community, please go to our website, thecolorcommentarypodcast.com. 
There, you can sign up to receive updates about new episodes, extra tips and tricks, and even giveaways. To reach Brianna and I, you can email us at colorcommentarypodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow our Instagram username, color.commentary. Thanks so much for listening. 